Please join me in the prayer for illumination found in your bulletin. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and the word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. A lesson from the Gospel according to Matthew. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them out into the vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, you also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner saying, these last worked only an hour, and yet you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to, to one of them, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. The word of God for the people of God. I would invite all the grown-ups to be seated and any children who want to come up here for a few minutes to come on up and join me. And if you're worshiping online, just get a little closer to your screen because this time is for you. Come on up. I'm so glad to see all of you. It's a big steps, aren't they? up and have a seat. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, Mr. Patrick just read a story that Jesus told. And he told a lot of stories as a way of teaching people about God. So I'm going to take the story he told and tell my own kind of story that's sort of like it and see if we can't learn a couple of things together. So once upon a time, there was a little girl named Sally who was going to have a birthday party. And she had a really good friend named Luke. And they were best friends. And she asked Luke if he would come early and help her decorate for the party and get all ready for everybody else to come. 
And so he said, sure, I'll do that. She said, okay, if you do that, I'll give you a big piece of my birthday cake. So he was really excited because he loved cake. Do you like cake? I love cake. Everybody loves cake. So Luke got there early. They worked really hard blowing up balloons and putting up streamers and all the decorations. And then all the other kids started arriving at the party. And a little bit before the end of the party, Sally noticed there were some of her new neighbors who were outside playing. She didn't really know them very well, but they were about the same age. So she said, why don't you come on inside and join my birthday party? We're about to cut the cake. And so they all sat down and Sally started cutting the cake. And Luke got a really big piece. He was so excited about it. But then he looked over and the, the new kids who had just shown up to the party who didn't even really know Sally got the same size piece of cake. And he kind of thought that wasn't very fair, and he was a little grumbly about it. So he talked to Sally a little bit later, and she said, well, you know, we had a big cake. There was plenty for everybody, and I was just so happy to see everybody. I just gave everybody the same size. Jesus told a story kind of like that to try and teach us that God's love is so big that everybody gets a lot of it, everything we need. And that when we start comparing ourselves to other people and looking at how big their cake is compared to ours, it just can lead to unhappiness. So maybe what we can do is just be grateful that God loves us so much. Just be grateful that we have a big delicious piece of cake. And then we'll be happier, I think. And I think that's the way God wants us to be. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you so much that you are so generous, that you give and give and give, and you love and love and love, and there's just more than any of us deserves or can ever consume. Thank you for your love for us, and help us to be grateful, and help us to share with others your love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Three, four, and five-year-olds can go with Pastor Stacy and Pastor Maggie and Miss Jennifer and have some fun together in Children's Church. And if you're older than that, you can go back and sit with friends or family or grandparents. Okay? Bye-bye. <laughs>
A parable may mean one thing to us one day, and then two weeks later, two years later, ten years later, it might speak to us in a different way. There is no one meaning of any parable, and that's the beauty of them and the simplicity of them. So I knew I wanted to preach on one of the parables of Jesus. And I thought, since this was my one chance to preach from Matthew's gospel in all of 2023, why not pick one that only shows up in Matthew's gospel? So I did my research and I found this one. That's so much fun. (laughs) Wow, what a gut punch this parable contains, right? In many of Jesus' parables... It's easy to to explore them by putting ourselves in the place of different characters in the parable. But in this parable, I think the way Jesus tells it, he wants us to put ourselves in a particular place in the parable. He wants us to identify with those workers who were hired first. He follows them throughout the parable. So let's, let's do that together. Let's step through the door of this parable and allow it to surround us as we explore it together. So you are a day laborer, and you show up as early as you possibly can to the marketplace in the hope that you'll get hired for a day's work. The usual daily wage is a denarius. It's not a lot. It's a subsistence wage, but if you could get that one denarius, it'll get you through the day. You'll have enough for your family and yourself And then you can get up the next day and do it all over again. And so you're there waiting to be hired. And here comes a farmer, a landowner, which is a little strange. Usually people like him send their manager, but he himself has come and he hires you. And so for the rest of the day, you have it made. You know you've got good work to do. You know at the end of the day you're going to be paid a denarius. All of that anxiety is lifted and you just go and get to work. Now, throughout the day, you notice that the landowner comes and goes, and every time he comes back, he brings in more people to work. Curious, interesting, but you're focused on your work. You just do what you came there to do. And then the end of the day comes, and you get lined up by the manager this time, and those who were hired at 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock, that's a strange time to hire people, but okay, Those who were hired at 5 o'clock are the first in line, all the way down to you who were hired first. And you see the manager place in the hand of that first guy a denarius, a full day's wage. Okay, let's stop right there. If you're one of the first hired, where do you go? I start doing math, okay? One hour, one denarius, ten hours, ten denarii. I mean, I've worked 10 times as long as that guy. I've worked 10 times as hard as that guy. I can't wait to get to the front of the line. And boy, I don't even have pockets. What am I going to do with all these denarii? And you get up there and one lousy denarius lands in your hand. That's the moment Jesus wants to draw our attention to. The moment that calls us into ourselves to examine how we feel. How do we react to that? How do you feel? How would you react to that? That's not fair. That is not how economies work. That's not how the labor market works. It's equal pay for equal work. 
We know that in the 21st century. If an employer were to pull a stunt like that, they'd probably have a lawsuit on their hands. It's not fair. You get as much as you put in, right? So the saying goes. And yet, here's one denarius in your hand. And then Jesus turns the whole parable upside down when the landowner speaks. Because these first tired laborers are grumbling. We understand they're grumbling. I echo their grumbling. And he says, I haven't done you any wrong. That was our contract. You work for me a day, and I'll give you a day's wage, a denarius. But, but, but you have made them equal to us. That's not fair. Take what you have and go. Or are you envious because I am generous? Ouch. You see, I think when Jesus told this parable, he was pointing it at the insiders. At this place in Matthew's gospel, Jesus has been confronted again and again by some of the Pharisees and religious leaders trying to trap him. They don't like Jesus. They, they don't like the fact that he's hanging out with tax collectors and sinners and prostitutes and all of these ne'er-do-wells. And so he wants them to hear this parable that the kingdom of heaven offers grace upon grace whether you've been at work in the fields for hours and hours or you just showed up. That's the economy of God. And so for all of you religious leaders who feel like all this time and effort and morality you have poured into this lifelong religious effort that you're making makes you any more beautiful or worthy or loved in God's eyes, sorry. God loves them as much as God loves you. Matthew put this parable in his gospel most scholars think he wrote his gospel in the early days of the church when there were some who had become Christians through the Jewish tradition. They had been walking with Yahweh and worshiping in that Jewish tradition, the one true God of Israel for generations. And then the Holy Spirit has been showing up among all of these Gentiles who've been worshiping all these other gods or no God at all, and now we're all in this church together and we're supposed to be equals? Some in the Jewish Christian community were insisting that all of these Gentiles need to, the men need to be circumcised, they all need to follow all the food laws, all of the so and so forth to prove that they're worthy, to earn God's grace. And yet in this parable, everybody gets a denarius. And as we'll hear in some of the letters of Paul in a few weeks, the grace of God is for all. And it has nothing to do with our merit or our deserving or how long we've been at work in the fields of the Lord. And so we read this parable today, and it's aimed at the insiders. And I don't know about you, but that's me. He's preaching to the choir, y'all. <laughs> and he's preaching to all of us. I and mean, I grew up in the church. Every Sunday, I was there with my family, singing the hymns, praying the prayers, Sunday school, children's choir, youth group, president of the youth choir, stayed in connection with my faith, went to seminary. I have been ordained since 1996. 
surely God owes me just a little bit more than that guy who's going to walk in next Sunday never been to church before. Not in God's economy. But, but I've been here for, for 50 years and I've done all these things and I doesn't, no, not in God's economy. According to this parable, especially aimed at those of us who are insiders, there's some transformation of the heart that Jesus is calling us toward. These parables aren't just cool and interesting stories. They're transformational they can be if we have ears to hear. So how might things have gone differently for these first hired laborers? How might the insiders like me be transformed by this parable into the living of the kingdom of God? What if, what if things were a little different in the parable? What if instead of grumbling when they got that one denarius, they were grateful? I mean, that's what they were told they were going to get. It's enough for a day. It'll get them through to the next day. What if they were grateful that they'd gotten hired early in the day so they didn't have to live with the anxiety for hours on end of whether they'd have enough? What if they were grateful that they found a place to work with such a generous person? What if they went from grumbling to gratitude? What if, as they were working, when they saw all of these new people coming into the fields all throughout the day, they rejoiced because, hey, many hands make light work. The work was so big, there was so much to be done that the farmer knew he needed more help. And what if every time a new crew arrived, everyone else was like, yay, we've got more people to help us with the work. We were talking about this in Bible study, and one of the people in the Bible study was telling us how he used to work in a restaurant. And when more people would come on the shift, they'd be like, whew, thank goodness, we got more help. Wouldn't that be a beautiful response? Look at all these people who are coming. We can do more work. We can do more for the kingdom of God now. What if those who were hired first were in relationship with those who were hired last? Whether they were neighbors and friends before or they got to know them as they were working and they learned more about each other's stories. What if one of them had a friend who couldn't get to the labor market on time because he was taking care of his sick mother and, and he was late and, and you were worried about whether he was going to get hired that day and then you see him walking in at 5 o'clock and you're like, oh, he got to work. And then he gets a denarius, a full day's pay for his one hour of work. Isn't that wonderful? Wouldn't you be so happy for your friend? Or what if you talked with one of these new people and found out that they had been standing in the marketplace for nine hours and nobody picked them? Do you know what it's like to wait to be picked for the kickball team in second grade? And how terrible that feels to stand there and feel like nobody wants you? The farmer asked, why aren't you working? And they said, nobody's hired us. Nobody picked us. So what if hearing that story gave you compassion? Wow, I'm so glad you made it. 
even at the last hour. And I'm so glad you got the full day's pay. I hope to see you tomorrow, first thing. Let's go together. There is invitation in this parable. It comes at us pretty hard for those of us who are insiders. But underneath all of Jesus' teachings, no matter how hard they are, there is always invitation. And so as Jesus says at the end of many of his parables, let those who have ears hear. Let those of us who have ears to hear this parable move toward gratitude. May we rejoice as God brings more and more people into the faith community because that means we can do more work for the gospel out in the world. And may we take the time to get to know one another as we work, to hear each other's stories that God may deepen our compassion and give us more joy so that we can celebrate that whether you have just walked in the door or you have been part of this faith community all your life, God loves us all unconditionally. Thanks be.